0: Your Bibles, if you have one, hold them up real high. I want you to repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evan's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Spirit of God who is here in this place to minister to us. I step back now so the Spirit of God can step up and minister life to your people. And I thank you that the Word has the power in it to transform our lives, transform our thinking, and transform our very being. And so I declare in advance that signs, wonders, and miracles are going to follow our lives as we hear your word, receive your word, believe your word, and act on your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. We're in a series entitled Grow with the Flow. Everybody say grow with the flow. And the purpose of the series is to uh, show you as a church the direction we're going as a church and then some of the changes we are going to make as a church so that we can do two things. Number one, so that we can grow as a church. But number two, so that we can grow and be ready for God to send those who He's going to bring into this church He can put us in position to be able to help them. How many know you can't be a blessing until you've been blessed? Amen. Amen. And so this series uh, is going to help us make some changes as a church, but also this series will help you personally grow in whatever area you need growth in. And so last week uh, we talked about growing in love And one of the major keys of the lesson on last week was for us to understand that our love for God, when it matures, perfect love, the Bible says, will cast out fear. In other words, when our love toward God matures or when it's made perfect, fear will not dominate our lives. And so 1 John 4.18 was one of the verses that we used on last week. And it says, there is no fear. Everybody say, no fear. There is no fear, watch this, in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And then it says something amazing. It says, because fear has torment, and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. And one of the things that I pointed out on last week, everybody say he's reviewing One of the things that I pointed out on last week is that fear, although it comes across as a feeling and although it comes across as an emotion, fear is actually a spirit. And uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. In other words, spirit is a fear. uh, Fear is a spirit. And uh, years ago, everybody said years ago. Years ago, when our oldest daughter, Heaven, was born, uh, i never forget, my wife came to me and she was really uh, just being fearful that she may not be a good mother. And she said, hey, my mother is not around to help me be a mother. And uh, as we were dialoguing, I said, well, babe, who was Eve's mother? Y'all remember Eve, Adam and Eve? I said, who was Eve's mother? Eve didn't have a mother but Eve was a mother, I say, well, guess what? God was Eve's mother. In other words, God put on the inside of Eve everything she needed to be a good mother. And so whether you have your mother here or not, whether you grew up with your dad or not, everything that's in you to be that, God has put on the inside. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Amen. And, and, and Psalm 27 verse 10 says this, When my mother and my father forsakes me, then the Lord will take me up. And then it goes on to say, teach me your way, O Lord. I love the message translation of that verse. It says, my father and mother walked out and left me, but God took me in. Amen. He's all you need. And so for you and I... To not succumb to the spirit of fear, we must do four things. And you can write these four things down. Number one, you must recognize. Number two, you must rebuke. Number three, you must resist. And number four, you must remind. I'll go back over these. These are four things that you and I must do so that we won't succumb to the spirit of fear. Because remember, fear is a spirit. So the first thing is that we must recognize. Say recognize. We must recognize when fear comes. Recognize when fear comes. When you start feeling fear, just know that, okay, when you start feeling it, that's fear trying to come up on me. So the first thing we need to do is we need to recognize when it comes. Here's number two. After we recognize when it's coming, you must rebuke. Say rebuke. You must rebuke the spirit of fear when you see it trying to attack you. When you see fear comes up, when, when you know you have to take this test and fear comes on you and says, you're going to flunk that test. Oh no, in Jesus' name, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You must rebuke fear. Number three, you must resist fear regardless of how many times because sometimes just because you resist one time doesn't mean it's going to stop. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist. Everybody say resist. Resist the devil and he will flee. Let me tell you what that verse didn't say. It didn't tell you how many times you had to resist. So sometimes you may have to resist more than one time. You might have to resist wanting to hit that person in the face. You may have to resist five times before the, you get calm. Amen. You're going to resist the devil. Here's number four. You and I must remind, everybody say remind. We must remind ourselves of God's promises that we can do all things through Christ. So if you're taking notes today, our lesson title is Grow in the Word. Grow in the Word, and if you have your Bibles, find First Peter chapter two verse one. First Peter chapter two verse one, and then Genesis chapter three verse one. That was First Peter chapter two verse one and Genesis chapter three verse one. This is going to be a very foundational, but yet enlightening Word this morning. And I have three points for you. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one, and we're going to jump right into what I want to teach this morning, and that is, growing in the Word is a necessity and not an option. Growing in the Word is a necessity and not an option. Everybody say, growing in the Word is a necessity and not an option. Why? It's because the Word has the power to convert our souls. And what I, listen, the Word of God is the only thing that is living that has the ability to convert our souls. Psalm 19, verse 7. I want us to look at this verse and I want us to read it together. Psalm 19, verse 7. I'm reading it out of the King James Version. It says, read it with me. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the what? Stop right there. The word or the law of the Lord it's perfect. And then this is what it has the power to do. It has the power to convert our souls. Now the Amplified version of that verse says this. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the whole person. I believe God's word has the power... To convert our soul. So regardless of the condition that your soul is in right now. And most people, when we come to Christ Jesus, our souls have been damaged. You say, well, pastor, what is my soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, your thoughts, and how you feel. Everybody say, my mind, my will, my thoughts, and how I feel. That is the sole part of you. And if you have been damaged in those areas, and most of us have, if you've been in a, a negative relationship, it's been damaged. If something happened in your childhood, it's been damaged. And here's what I've learned about Christians. We are experts on how we've been damaged. But my thing is, listen, let's move from being damaged and let's move to being converted. The Word, everybody say the Word. The Word has the ability to convert our souls. Now go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. This is going to be the foundation of verse that we're working with this morning. Uh, I'm going to read verse 1 just for context purposes, and then we're going to read verse 2, which is our focus verse. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babies desire, say desire, Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. Now the Amplified verse says it like this. So be done with. Everybody say be done with it. He said so be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity and malignity and all deceit and insincerity and pretense and hypocrisy and grudges and envy and jealousy and slander and all evil speaking. Oh my God, it didn't say all that in the King James, did it? He says, like newborn babies, watch this, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire, watch this, the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that it may, uh, that, that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Amazing. Notice he says you and I must crave the pure unadulterated word or spiritual milk of God's word. And I believe one of the reasons a church doesn't grow or that the people in a church don't grow is because the unadulterated word is not being served on Sundays. Amen. Most of us, we want candy. And see, most Christians these days, we don't want the Word. We want entertainment. Now, let me tell you the difference. See, entertainment will make you feel good in the moment, but the Word is going to make sure you are there and get you out of the moment. Amen. And so, uh, most believers, they've either stopped growing or they've limited their growing because, listen... They've moved from hearing the Word, watch this now, to remembering the Word. This is one of the reasons why people stop growing spiritually. It's because they have replaced remembering the Word with hearing the Word. Everybody say growing Growing. is a necessity and not an option. See, the Bible does not say faith comes by remembering. And remembering the word. It says faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing and hearing the word. So you and I, we stop growing when we stop remembering. Oh, start remembering. So remember this. Remember this now. How many ate yesterday? Okay, good. How many remember what you ate yesterday? Let me see hand. Now, just remembering what you ate yesterday, is it still good enough to fill you up today? How many ate something today already? That's all? Okay. How many going to eat today? Let me see your hand. You know why you're going to eat? Because just remembering what you ate on yesterday is not enough to fill you up today. And just remembering what you heard last Sunday or what you heard last week or what you heard growing up, it's not enough to sustain you. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. And so most Christians have limited their growth because they're just remembering the word and not hearing the word. Amen. Remembering God's provision for us is not just enough, we must hear His provision for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it says, As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Uh, I've noticed over the last couple of, of months or so, uh, I've just been not necessarily interviewing members, but just talking to different members, and I've discovered that a lot of our members here at Word of Truth Have not heard the foundational teaching that has gotten our church to where it is today. How many know foundation is important? now I know you know we've seen uh, when we were at the schools you, we had a table with some product on it and uh, that's good and, and our resource center is not where we needed to be because we're going to get it there amen but uh, one of the foundational teachings for this church is called Faith 101 and I, if I were to ask how many have not heard in fact let's just do that if you haven't heard Faith 101 and, uh, uh, and, and, and received it in this package raise your hand if you don't have it if you don't have it okay, okay so look around it's the majority of people but see now i i understand why now there are some struggles in the faith area of our church listen i have been called by god to help you understand faith for two reasons number one so you can please god because that's what pleases god without faith it's impossible to please him so number one faith helps you please god but number two faith helps you to watch this Uh, obtain the promises of God. And so now I see why there are people who are struggling in the area of receiving God's promises because they don't have the foundation of faith. Now, don't worry about it. Don't go to the bookstore because they're not there. But this summer or the beginning of this fall, I'm going to do this all over again because I have some new faith stories to put on here. But the foundational principles in here still work. So when it's time for me to do the seminar, it'll be an all-day seminar. How many know this is a commercial right now? This is a commercial right now. Uh, when I do the seminar, I need you to come because let me tell you something. I know something you don't know. Amen. Touch your neighbor. Say, he. no, don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. <laughs> Amen. If you want any level of success in your life, you must understand faith. Now, As I was listening to my own CD, which I do, and there's a regimen I'm going to share with you at the end of today's message that will help you, but I was listening to my own Faith 101, and and as I was listening to it, uh, I discovered something about what I was saying. In other words, when I was talking on here, revelation came in here. And that's what the Word does. When the Word is being taught, God will bring revelation to you in different areas. And so revelation came to me. And and on the CD, what I was talking about was how important it is to have a faith confession for your life. And uh, in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, this is the latter part of verse 20. Jesus said, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain. So basically what Jesus is saying is, if you have faith, you should say. And so as I was saying this on the CD... Uh, I made reference to Genesis chapter one, verse three, which says, and God said, let there be light. And and I said, in order for the faith process to work in your life, God's word must be spoken. And then I said this on the CD. I said, uh, the only way, that faith is going to come is if you speak the word. And the only way the promises are going to manifest in your life is if you speak the word. I said in Genesis 1-3, the Bible says, and God said. I said on the CD, I said, well, why didn't it say, and God thought? And then this is where the revelation hit me. What if God's promises did not need to be spoken? What if we could just think them? Let me tell you, that wouldn't be good. It didn't say, and God thought, and there was light. It said, and he said, because if what we thought came to pass, our lives will be jacked up. Because number one, we can't control when the thoughts come. And all the thoughts that come are not God. So if we could just think it, our lives will be jacked. And then if we could just think it, then watch this, everything would be automatic, but everything is not automatic. And so you and I, we need our mouths to, 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 watch this, cause the word to happen. And many people, watch this, we're thinking the promises, but we're not speaking the promises. If God, the creator of this universe, had to speak his word for the world to happen, who are you and I to not have to speak his word for it to work in our lives? Amen. So uh, here's a take-home statement that I want you to write down. Here's here's a take-home statement. Your promise consumption level determines your promise partaking level. I'm going to say that again. Your promise consumption level, in other words, God's promises, your promise consumption level determines your promise partaking level. See, here's the thing. It's not just our reading level that makes a difference, but our hearing level is what makes a difference. It's, it's good to read the Word. You should read the Word every day. But no, it didn't say faith comes by reading. Hear me, church. It didn't say faith comes by reading. Understanding comes by reading. It said faith comes by hearing. So it's not just our reading level, but our hearing level. Watch this. And it's not just our hearing level, but watch this, our promise consumption level. Because some of us, we know the promises, but listen, we know them in our head, but we don't have them in our heart. Now, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4 says this. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises... And that by these, we might become partakers of the divine nature. In other words, God has given us these special promises. And by these promises, we become partakers of his divine nature. Which now brings me to point number two. Here's point number two. Your word level is controlled by your desire level. Your word level is controlled by your desire level. I'm about to show you right now how to increase the word level in your life. Your word level is controlled by your desire level. Everybody say, my word level is controlled by my desire level. Now let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. I've been in that verse. This is the foundation. It says, as newborn babies, watch this, desire. Everybody say desire. desire. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that we might what? Grow thereby. So how do you and I raise our desire levels for God's Word? How do we do that? You do it just like you do everything else. God has designed our five senses to activate desire. In other words, you're hearing, smelling, touching, tasting, feeling. Those five senses, God has designed those five senses to help create desire for our lives. In other words, watch this now. In fact, let's go back to 1 Peter 2, 2, but I'm going to read verse 3 for you. Watch what it says. As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word, watch this, that you may what class? Grow. Watch verse 3. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is good. Why would he bring those two together? Because God knows that desires from us are triggered by our five senses. He just, he designed us that way. Let me give you an example. You ever been walking in the mall, you're not hungry? You're not even hungry. But let those Cinnabons be in the oven. You find yourself climbing a flight of stairs. Escalator ain't working. You don't care right now. You take the stairs. Why? Because the smell of those Cinnabons triggered, watch this now, your five senses and that caused a desire to want to have them. You ever seen a car that you liked? Oh, man, I like that car. So you start research, researching the car. Then you go to the dealership and you do a, you know, a test drive. And even if you're not ready for a car right now, you're going to get that car. Why? Because that car, that desire was triggered by what you could see. If you go back and read, in fact, go to Genesis chapter 3. Put it on the screen. Genesis tr- chapter 3. I'm going to show you that if when we go back and look at the story of Adam and Eve, It was Eve's desire for the fruit that made her eat it. It was her desire for the fruit. I'm going to show you today how that desire was activated. Watch what it says, Genesis chapter 3. We're going to look now in verse 1. Genesis 3, 1. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yes, as God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not die. Watch this now. Let me show you something. For God does know that in the day that you eat the fruit, then your eyes will be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Watch this now. And when the woman what, class? Come on, class. Well, come on, class. When the woman what? Okay, is seeing one of our five senses. Yes. When the woman saw that the tree was good for what? Food. And that it was pleasant to the what? There we go again. And a tree to be what? Desire to make one wide. What did she do? She took it. And what else did she do? She ate it. Why? Because she allowed her five senses to trigger desire. And so for us to grow in the Word, we need to take advantage of the five senses that God has given us. In other words, don't let your five senses work against you. Let them work for you. Amen. And I'm going to give you a regimen here in just a second to show you how to do that because... We've allowed our five senses to control us. That's why you watch Love and Hip Hop too much. Okay, some of y'all don't know what that is. Uh, Let me, uh, Seinfeld, you just watch a little bit too much of Seinfeld. He ain't even on the air no more, is he? He's on Netflix though, isn't he? I guess not. How do you use your five senses to trigger desire? Here's point number three as we close right here. Point number three. Your growth level increases when your word level increases. Your growth level increases when your word level increases. Let me give you a shocking reality. If your word level is not increasing, you are not growing. Watch this now. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as newborn babies desire, say desire, desire "Desire the sensual milk of the word, why, that you may grow by. Now, here is an analogy that I think will help you understand how how important it is for your intake level of the word to increase or that it's critical for your spiritual growth. This verse says that we should desire God's word like a baby desires milk. So here's a question for you. Can a human being continue to grow physically if they consume the same amount of milk from their mom as they keep growing? Can they grow into a full adult still drinking the same amount of milk they did when they were three months old? No. You know why? Because their consumption level does not match their growth level. And we have some spiritual midgets in the body of Christ. We have spiritual midgets. We still have... Listen, the only way to stay a baby in the body of Christ is if you want to be a baby. Mommy, 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 mommy. Here's the thing. If a baby drank the same amount of milk and think that they were going to grow into an adult, it's impossible. And some of us, our consumption level of the word is a verse a day or keep the devil away. Amen. The word must increase. Everybody say, the word must increase. Amen. So watch this now. That word increase. He says, as newborn babes desire sensitive milk of the word that you may grow. In other words, as you and I desire the milk of the word and we put the word in, it'll cause us to grow. That word grow means increase. Right down Colossians chapter 1 verse 10, let me show you this word grow in this verse. It says that you might walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Watch this. And increasing, say increasing. And increasing, what? In the knowledge of God. So you and I's knowledge of God's word should be increasing. And if it is not increasing, our spiritual growth is decreasing. It is very difficult to stay in neutral spiritually. Amen. You ever, you know, some people, you know, they they reach that cuss-free level in their life. I mean, you got there, man. Ain't no cussing for you. Cussing ain't in you. But then you start hanging around people that cuss. And then you start getting, you know, your word level has been shrinking. And so now you know your word is weak. And when the word is weak, the flesh is strong. I said when the word is weak, your flesh is strong. I I know you're trying to get your flesh under control. You don't need to get your flesh under control. You need to get your word under control. Because, see, your word determines, it controls your flesh. Listen, if your flesh is on a high level, like on an orange day, you know, they say in the Metroplex, when the, I guess, the humidity levels or when the, the allergy level, high alert, orange, whatever, red. Well, if your flesh is at that level, it's only because your word level ain't where it needs to be. So now here it is, you back cussing again. Amen. Your attitude used to be in check. Your temper used to be in check. And now that word level went down in your life. And you're going off on everybody. You're going off on your wife, your husband, your boss. You're going off on the dog. Dog don't even know what you're saying. You're going off on the dog. So let me give you a principle and then I'm going to give you the steps here. Let me give you a principle on creating a new word diet because some of us need to go on a diet. So just look at your neighbor and tell them you need to go on a diet. Now look at them again and say, You better watch what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm talking about a word diet. Here's a principle. Because we're talking about increasing. That's what that word grow means. It means to increase. In that verse it says increase in the knowledge of God. Here's the principle. If something needs to increase, then something else has to decrease. I'm going to say that again. If something needs to increase, that means something in your life has to decrease. You use, how many know you used 24 hours yesterday? How many know you used 24 hours? Now, I don't know how you used it, but you used all of it. And what I'm saying to you, if the word is going to increase in your life, if something has to increase, something else has to decrease. That means now something in your daily life is going to have to change. So let me help you create some faith, or word habits in your life. Here's number one. You got to decide to increase your word hearing level. You must make a decision. Everybody say make a decision. Remember last week I said Christ can't give you strength to do what you need to do until you make a decision that you're going to do it. So today by the end of the service you need to make a decision that you know what? I am going to increase my word level. Let me just give you all a habit. Everybody say a habit. Now this is not for CD sales at all. This is not. But I promise you, you're only getting about 12 to 15% of what I'm teaching you right now. Because faith comes by what? Hearing. So every Sunday, they give me four CDs. They give me two of the first service and two of the second service. They give me extras because when I see people who need the Word, I give it to them. But let me tell you what I do. When I get in the car, today, everybody say today. When I get in the car, I put the 9 o'clock service CD in my CD player. Now, I know some of y'all don't have CD players in the car no more. Pastor Evans' car is old enough to have a CD player in it. I put the CD in there. And because it lasts about 24 to 30 minutes, that's how long my teaching is, I've already heard that CD by the time I get home. In other words, I have preached it twice, that means I heard it twice, and then I've already heard it again by the time I get home. In other words, I've created a habit, say habit, I've created a habit that every Sunday when I get in the car, I'm going to hear the word. Why? You say, because faith comes by hearing. Listen, if you want something somebody ain't got, you got to do something they ain't doing. And, and I'm amazed at how people, I'm, I'm not, not not at this church, I'm just amazed at how people who have a problem with how Pastor Evan may live or things that I may have, but they don't understand. If you just get to my faith level, you can have what I got. And I believe God sent you to this church so I can teach you how to get what I got so that people can see you and be like, what are you doing? Is he on drugs? Now, when I first moved into our neighborhood, this, I don't know, like by a club, 10 years ago, whatever, when I first moved in, uh, I was a minority, okay? Let's say it like that. And uh, I knew they were wondering what I did. And uh, I'll never forget, one of the neighbors brought some cookies over. <laughs> That's what a good neighbor does, right? Brought some cookies to the man of God. They don't know I'm a man of God, though. So they bring the cookies to the door, and I can tell they wanted me to let them in. I didn't. <laughs> and I know they were wondering, because, you know, I showed up at the front door with my Jordans on. My hat was backwards, you know. So it's like, what in the world? What, what is he doing in there? Break it one down, break it on down. What is he doing in there? What are they going on? I I know, I know, I know. But now they know what I'm a pastor. They now know that. But I'm just saying, I want your life to reflect such levels that people around you are trying to figure out what you're doing and see what you don't know is your light is really shining. And when your light starts shining like that, people will ask you what you're doing. Amen. So number one is you need to find... A daily routine where you can start inserting the word being heard. Instead of listening to the radio, how many, go to, how many got a 30-minute ride to work? Let me see your hand. 30-minute ride, 30-minute ride. Okay. CD. Now, if you don't have a CD in your car, pull up the podcast of me teaching. Or instead of watching the whole hour news, which is negative anyway, why don't you just watch me on the video for 30 minutes? He said, well, Pastor, why can't I watch you? Why can't I watch Bishop Jakes? You can watch Bishop Jakes, But I'm going to tell you something. If I'm your pastor, that means God's got some things that's in me that you need. Amen. (laughs) Some of y'all need my confidence. Some of y'all need that because I don't care what people think. I mean, I'm sensitive to it, but I'm saying I can't live my life caring what you care. Come on now. People in the world no, 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 no. Listen, everybody's going to have an opinion of you. You might as well let yours be the highest. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can be who he says I can be, and I will have what he says I can have. Come on, come come on now. Here's number two, and I'm closing right here. Take at least 30 minutes. Find 30 minutes. Find it. Find it. I don't care where you got to find it in your day. I know you wasted some time somewhere. Find 30 minutes in the day. Sit down and just pull me up and just follow the Bible. And listen, get a real Bible. Uh, Don't get done with that iPhone, you version, my version. No, 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 no. Sit down. Everybody say sit down. Sit down. People say, well, I don't know what to study in the Bible. Just follow my CD, sweetie. I have about 40 verses that I can walk you through. Sit down. Get a real Bible. Because see, some of y'all don't even know the books of the Bible. You're not going to learn them by touching a screen. You're not going to learn them that way. So get a real Bible out. And then if it takes you a little while to turn there, just put me on pause. Find it. Get your notepad out. You say, well, Pastor, why are you doing that? Because, listen, I just believe. When your partake level increases, your promise take level is going to increase. There are some people in the room. God's ready now to take you to another level. And here's the thing. God has given you some things in a dream. He's put some things in your heart and they are big and the only way you're going to get there is you're going to have to obtain the promises by faith and the only way you're going to get them by faith your hearing has to change because faith comes by what? Hearing. It doesn't come by remembering. So I know you heard this sermon already but you need to get in a habit. As soon as we publish it which hopefully will be on Monday and Tuesday Monday for the podcast Tuesday for the for the video after we do it get in there and listen to it again and again again and again, again 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 you say well pastor how many times i need to listen to it until what i'm talking about is manifested in your life <laughs> did you learn something today give the lord a hand clap if you did with every head bowed, every eye closed you may be here today you say pastor evan i'm not saved if i die today i'm not sure